0: Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck, a retired accountant turned truck driver. I reduced my debt in a relatively short period of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Personal budget. The new year may be a good time to set up a new budget. If you don't already have a budget, it's a good time to get started. And if you have a budget and been doing it for a while, then it's a good time to review and change the categories in your budget to reflect the changes in your life. You may be needing to add new categories or removing old ones. This is an ongoing process. If you want a budget worksheet that's already set up, I've already done one, go to my facebook page reduce dot send me an instant messenger request giving me your email address and i will send you my template for a budget it's a 12 month budget and i have a video on how to use it on that facebook page so you can review it if you decide it you want to try and use it send me your email address and i'll be more than glad to send it to you and I'm not going to scam you. I'm not going to send you any other information. I'll just get rid of your, I'm not keeping any email addresses. I have two links in my show notes for your, if you want to take a look at them and it's referring stats, why you should do a budget. For those of you that have been doing a budget and keeping it up to date, you understand the reason for it. But there's a lot of people that are struggling to pay off debt. Maybe they're not saving as much as they want to. And so they're just getting started and trying to do a budget. And I got some stats here that will help you set to see how you're doing to compare your percentages of your categories to the average person. And the first one is 33% of housing costs go to rent and mortgage payments. The average household spends 56% on their food budget on groceries and 44% on dining out. If you're looking to cut back that 44% dining out, you got some room there to make some cutbacks. 40% of transportation costs go to the vehicle, such as paying off auto loans. 21% goes to gas and oil, with the remaining 32% spent on costs, such as repairs. Your overall transportation cost is around 17%. It's got 33% for housing, 17% for transportation, 12.5% for fuel, 11% for personal insurance, 8% for healthcare, 4.5% for miscellaneous, and 5% for entertainment, 3% for apparel, 2% for education, and 3% for cash contributions. That's the overall graph. Of the 17% for your transportation, 40% of that goes to your loan, vehicle payment, where you're leasing it or buying it outright. That's how that, those stats are working. The large amount of money is, goes to credit or debt. Here's a breakdowns of the type of debts and how many people use them. Credit cards, 68% of the people. Store cards, 10% and store credit cards are not a good way to go because they generally have a higher rate of interest. Personal loans, 14% payday title loan, 7%, home equity loan, 1%. The home equity loan is probably your cheapest way to go. The payday loan is probably the most expensive way to go. But don't use your home equity to pay off credit cards, is a note there. And the debt comes charges and the average consumer pays what percent of interest on their debt. has less than 10%. That's good. 30% pays 10 to 19%. That's mostly credit cards. 25%, 20 to 29. And 7%, 30%. Only 30% of Americans have a long-term financial plan that includes savings and investment goals. You're most likely to have a budget if you make at least $75,000 a year. I don't think that is a true statement. I think you're most likely to have a budget the lower the amount of money. Not if you're dirt, dirt poor because you, can't, you don't have much to budget. But I'm saying between 50 to 75%, 75000 a year, you're going to be more likely to have a budget because you're watching your money a lot closer. But I could be wrong. 19%. I have zero to cover emergency expense. 31% of people have less than $500. So that's a total of 50% of the people can only cover up to a $500 emergency with about half of that not being able to do any. 49% of Americans are concerned, anxious, or fearful about their current financial well-being. I wonder what they're doing about it. Interesting enough, low income is not always to blame for financial hardship. Only one in five people, 25%, 20% facing financial hardship fall below the property line and make less than 40,000 a year. One in 10 earns a hundred thousand or more annually. 28% of the people earn 50 to 99 or a hundred thousand a year. Interesting. So 10% of the people make at least 100000 Why are we struggling? Stagnant wages with increased expenses. Called inflation. Take on too much debt, credit cards, loans, and housing. Not financially literacy to keep people out of bad financial situations. People trying to keep up appearances. Keeping up with the Joneses. Heavy consumer mentality over investor mentality. Yes, this, in America, we're mostly concerned about spending and not saving and not making investments. That's why we're in the shape we're in. 20% of Americans don't save any of their annual income at all. Even those who are savings are not putting away a lot. Already 40% of Americans has less than $10,000 saved for when they retire. 39% 39% of baby boomers and Gen X have nothing to put away with their golden years. And for baby boomers, you're, that's hurting. You're getting close to retiring. Two thirds of Americans who struggles to scrounge out a thousand dollars in emergency. That's 66% of the people. Now that's a little bit higher than the 50% we talked about a little bit earlier. Okay, we'll go down through. Of the Americans who do have savings, remember 80% of the people do have a savings. The account balance is $5,200, so it's not very big, but yet they can cover an emergency. And maybe their savings account is only 5200 Maybe their investment account's a couple hundred thousand. Who knows? The average American household has 180000 in saving and retirement accounts. That's, I don't know why that's contradicting the other people. Only a third maintain a household budget. I believe that, maybe even less. 18% of workers earning a salary greater than 100000 are living paycheck to paycheck. I believe that. Since we're so focused on spending money and having things, we're not, putting money away into an emergency fund, a savings account in case something bad would happen. So that, those are the reasons why you should have a budget. And a budget is just a guideline of what your spending is. So an easy way to do a budget, if you started doing your tracking, I talked about tracking in the last episode. If you got at least 30 days plus done of tracking where you have your own app, where you're putting in everything that you're spending money on, you're putting in all your income, you're putting in everything you're spending money, everything that's coming out of your checking account, everything you spend money with, credit cards, if you got multiple credit cards, all that. If you've been doing that for at least 30 days, you now have the basis to set up a budget. A budget is nothing but making categories for different types of expenses that you have. Housing, transportation, food, clothing, and insurance, whatever you want to do it. However you want to do it is the categories. And then you lump them together. And then you take... And like for housing, you take your mortgage payments. Well, that's one thing. How much do you pay your mortgage payment every month? We're talking about the minimum payment, the amount you're required to pay, not any extra that maybe you're trying to pay. So for housing, you would have your mortgage or rent. You would have utilities. You would have maybe the internet. You can include that under housing. I don't know, insurance for the house, that would be your housing. Transportation would be your car payments, gas and oil, and repairs for the car and car insurance. Food would be your grocery store and all your dining out. Again, if you're struggling to pay off credit card debt, you need to be eating at home more. It's cheaper to buy food at the grocery store than it is at the restaurant. Insurance, personal insurance would be life insurance, disability insurance, health care. Now, health care would be, you won't have to keep track of it if it's, you're paying it from your paycheck. If you are got health care through your employer, uh, employer, then you're depositing the net amount of your paycheck. You don't have to track health care in your budget because it's already gone. So no use, you know, putting in the gross paycheck and then have to budget for taxes coming out and health insurance and whatever else may be coming out of your paycheck. Start with the net of your paycheck and work down from there. It's much easier. Cash contributions, entertainment, that could be your streaming, that could be your cable TV, it could be going out to movies or concerts, whatever entertainment you do. Apparel, that's clothing. That could be a small amount because you're not going to be buying clothes unless you're a clothes, you know, unless you go shopping every day and every week and you spend a lot of money on clothes, which that's a good way you could cut back and quit doing that. So that's a budget. You're setting up categories. Then you go back through the last 30 days and figure out how much you're spending by categories and you add it up. Now, if you have an app and you've identified these things as you post them or enter them into the app, like the mortgage is a mortgage payment, clothes for clothes, food for groceries, or food for dining and entertainment, you can do a report and get those numbers and just plug them into your budget. And that's how you get started. So you have a budget amount with what you have spent 30 days ago, in the last 30 days. Then you have another column that's an actual. Actual is what you're going to spend in the current month. And if it's like all your payments for your loans and your credit cards and that, it should be pretty much close to the same, if not right on. Some things are very, would be your food, maybe gasoline, because the price goes up and down so much. So you want to maybe. Figure out how much you spent in the last thirty days for gasoline. Then maybe add twenty dollars to it, and then you have some little extra leeway, so you may not go in the negative. So you have your budget. You have your actual. And the difference is a positive or negative. If the actual is less than you budgeted, that should be a positive. That's a good thing. If the actual is more than what you budgeted, it'll be a negative. And you need to look at this as compared to your total income. Is your housing roughly 30% of your income? Is your transportation roughly 17% of your income? And look at those percentages. Are you out of whack? Maybe you've overextended yourself on that mortgage and maybe your housing is 42% or 45% or 50%. And that could be identifying a problem that could help you identify a problem. Now, there's not a whole lot you can do about that mortgage other than try to pay it down and then refinance. Paying it down is not going to help you until you refinance, but you can identify where you may be overspending. Maybe your transportation is 20% and it should be closer to 17% or 15%. Maybe your food is 30% and it should be closer to 15%. Just little things like that can help identify where you're spending too much money, where you maybe you're overspending unless you have a reason for it. And if you have a reason for it, only you will know and you can identify that. And then maybe you can look at ways to reduce it. Maybe your housing is so high because you set your thermostat on 75 degrees in the wintertime and you live in the Northern climate and you're spending a lot of money on hating your house. Well, turn the thermostat down, set it for 70 degrees and wear a jacket or wear a sweatshirt. There's ways you can cut back without doing a whole lot. You just got to identify where your problem areas are and figure out ways to reduce it now once you do have the budget and you have all these different categories is there anything there that you no longer use that you can get rid of is there anything there that you can maybe call and get a better plan such a cell phone maybe you had the same cell phone plan for the last five years and you got limited text and data Well, you could probably get a better plan with unlimited everything and by paying a whole lot less than what you're paying. The cell phone company is not going to tell you if you're paying too much, but they will definitely want to keep you as a customer. If you call them and tell them that you're paying too much for your cell phone, I'm sure they'll find a plan that's going to save you some money and give you a better service. And the same thing with streaming. Don't stream five or 10 different things. Keep it under control. One or two, identify the channels you watch the most and only stream for those channels and get rid of cable TV. Nowadays, even what used to be cable TV, they're only providing internet service and they no longer provide cable TV because it costs so much. And then you can just stream it all. So there are ways around this and keeping up your budget. The first of the year is a good time to review your budget. Look over where you're spending. Look at your percentages. Is your housing under 40%? Is your transportation under 20%? Is your food under 15%? There's places you could probably save money on, by just changing your lifestyle a little bit. I'm not saying you have to change a lot. I'm just saying a little bit. Like if your dining is 60% of your food, maybe you need to make that 40% of food. I'm not saying to not go out and dine all the time. I'm just saying don't do it as much. Or maybe go to places don't cost as much. Maybe you like high end restaurants. Well, maybe you need to cut back a little bit if you're struggling with credit card debt. If you're struggling with any type of debt, you need to cut back and watch your spending. Every little bit adds up and every little bit's going to cost you money and it's going to hurt you when you're trying to get out of debt, no matter what kind of debt it may be or it may hurt you when you're trying to increase your savings or trying to increase your investments. This is not only for people trying to get out of credit card debt. If you're trying to increase your retirement savings, then reducing your credit card debt definitely is going to help. It's going to free up more money so that you'll be able to save more money, invest more money, therefore have more money in the future when you need it the most. I'll be back in one moment with my final thoughts. If you like this podcast, please leave a review on whichever app you're using. And if you know somebody that could benefit from listening to this podcast, please refer them. I really appreciate it and thank you for your time in doing so. The first of the year is a good time to review your budget if you've been keeping a budget and look over your categories. Are some of the categories you're no longer using? There's zero in there. Well, get rid of them and use new categories. Maybe you need to recategorize some of your expenses to make it easier to identify and to track, so whatever. If you have been struggling in the past to do a budget, you've been trying too hard, it's not that difficult. The first thing you need to do is start tracking all your income and all your expenses. And you can use an app to do that. Any application. I use Count About. It's online. You don't download anything into your computer. You just sign up. Get an account, it's $9.95 a year, I believe. So it's less than $10 a year is well worth the money. And you can put in your checking account, multiple credit cards, multiple savings accounts, even multiple checking accounts. And it's got all your categories set up for you. You just need to pick and choose the ones you wanna use. Maybe go back 30 days and enter all your transactions for your checking account. Maybe enter all of the transactions on the credit card that you use the most. Start there. Once you get that done, then create a report. Now you have the numbers you need for your budget. If you need a template to use so you don't have to go to that trouble, I have one. Go to ReduceThatIncreaseWealth.com Facebook page. I have a video on how to use it. If you decide you want to try it, send me your email through Instant Messenger and I will send you the file so you can try to use it. It's that simple. A budget is nothing more than keeping track of your spending. Identify how much you spend in a particular month, and that's your starting point. And then, in the future, you can look for ways to reduce your spending, take things out that you no longer need or use, get better prices on services you're using, and it's going to help you. Even if you reduce your spending by a dollar a month, that's 12 bucks a year, it all adds up and you need to keep track of it so that you know what you're spending and where you're spending your money and identify your problem areas. You may be spending 20% on clothing, which should be 4%. You may be spending 60% on housing, it should be 40% or less. 35% would be what I would recommend. You may be spending 30% on transportation, it should be 17%. It's a bunch of little things that's gonna all add up. And if you're struggling to pay off debt, whether it's credit card debt, personal loan, payday loans, or you're trying to increase your savings for retirement, or trying to increase your investments, For whatever you're going to use it for, it all adds up. It all makes a difference. So create a budget, keep a budget, update your budget, keep it current, and you'll be happy you did so.